Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 247. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 247. My name is Brendan Lowe. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, so we, this episode is going to be done by Sterling, actually, and um, we're getting into a lot of different content ideas for members and non-members and just, you know, really helping to educate as many people as possible ongoing, right? We're always trying to tweak that. We're always trying to think of new ideas and... Uh, my philosophies are a little different, and I, I really like to kind of strategize about what's what's going to help the most. And <clears throat> inside of Jazz Piano School, well, you know, let me back up. I think the, the thing that um, I'd like to share real quick before Sterling dives into his uh, episode is that, you know, I've been doing this for about seven to eight years and running Jazz Piano School, and I started, you know, seven to eight years ago. I don't know off the top of my head. But obviously, I've done this for a long time, and I've come in contact with a lot of people. And the reason I started Jazz Piano School was literally to help educate everyone as much as possible, but not just educate. I wanted to specifically teach philosophies and strategies that would help you in a systematic and organized way so you weren't feeling that you were in a nebulous state, that you were in like some sort of gray area of learning where you didn't really know what to do, where people would teach you things and you didn't really understand what they were saying or, you know, and you know, I often, this, this all stemmed from my own personal experience and I still see this today. And I went through a lot of different things where teachers would, would say strange like things to me that it just never seemed that helpful. And I never wanted to be one of those teachers. And I got a ticket. Uh, uh, someone wrote in the other day and, you know, they said, <clears throat> Brendan, I love your teaching, um, so on and so forth. It is very organized and structured. But a lot of times uh, you will uh, teach and then um, just kind of play something flashy. And that was, ah, that, was, that was hard for me to hear because that's, that's literally the person I didn't want to be. That's, that's who I didn't want to be. And, um, yeah, it was just hard. It was just hard. And I, I've gotten a lot of other feedback, um, besides that, you know, saying that like, oh, your, your education's so amazing. I've never seen anyone break it down like you do before. So I was, I was, I was kind of confused because, you know, at first I was like, ah, this person probably hasn't seen, you know, some of the stuff like a lot of the education, maybe they saw one video where I was doing something like that. But then I started thinking more like, am I doing this? And so it kind of bothered me. It bothered me a lot more than any sort of troll comments uh, that I get um, on a consistent basis. And, you know, that's just part of the internet, the online internet game, this, this, 
this year or not this year, but, um, in this day and age with social media and, and everyone can give their opinions, right? It's just an open forum all the time. So you're bound to get, you know, you stink and I'm, <laughs> you're the worst, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that stuff doesn't bother me anymore. It used to, but it doesn't anymore. And this stuff though, uh, the, the critical feedback, you know, because I really, I, I'm so passionate about what I teach. I'm so passionate about the education and obviously, you know, I haven't been doing this for seven to eight years for nothing. I mean, if I wasn't passionate about this, I would have stopped, you know, a long time ago, but I love it. I clearly love it. And I have no intention of stopping at any point. I'm going to continue to make jazz piano school better. I want to make it the members area better, all the education better. And I will continue to do that. And I'll continue to do this free podcast forever. And, you know, knock on wood, I don't get hit by a bus or something. (laughs) But I was like, man, am I, am I doing this? Like, am I teaching like this? So it just got me thinking that I wanted to take a more in-depth approach to the education and learning and really, (laughs) I mean, I I do break it down. I, I know I do. And maybe I can get a little flashy in some instances, but uh, usually the flashiness isn't to just say like, yeah, just do it like this. It's more to demonstrate the, the movement, the direction of where certain educational tools are supposed to go. Because a lot of times I think, um, and this was my case in general too, I, I thought once someone taught me something, I, I always tended to think like, that's it. Like, that's all I, that's all, that's all it is there's got to be more, right? Because when I hear you do it, it's completely different. When I do it, it doesn't sound like that. And so I always thought like that. And so I think a lot of students think like that because I know I did. And it's only till you actually trust in the process and trust that. And it's hard to do that. I know because like I, I actually lost a lot of trust in my teachers because I didn't really ever have a path. I didn't have a roadmap. I didn't have any direction. And I did lose a lot of trust. But hopefully you can trust in me And when I give you educational tools, it's up to you to practice them. And when you do practice them, it's going to unlock doors that's going to allow you to play like my demonstrations. And there's no point, you know, obviously I'll I'll present something in a slow demonstration, but when I present something in a fast demonstration, it's to give you a taste of the of the dream, right? It's to give you a taste of what's to come when you work on something. And with the practice exercises or with the technique of practicing, there's only so much I can teach. For example, if I teach you a tritone sub, that's a very cut and dry educational tool in, in jazz piano or in jazz, all in general. And I think sometimes I get so cut and dry that uh, it seems a little, it seems a little like that's it. That's all I need to do. And and yes, like, yes, that is it. But I think I can do a better job of going into the process, going into the process instead of, you know, what, what I think the, I've come to a point where and throughout the years, I've, I've broken it down so far that these specific tools are the nuggets you need. And so I've been giving you the nuggets you need, but the process to get up to the point where you take these nuggets 
and you get it to the point where it's it's flourishing, it's shining, and it sounds like jazz. I, I might have been leaving that out, and I apologize. You know, um, we're always growing, we're always improving, we're always learning. And the more open you can be to that concept, the more humble you can be, the better you're going to be learning this craft and just absorbing the journey and continuing and never giving up, right? And it'll just serve you in a much better way. So long story short, my intention for a lot of the podcasts to come, and I'm, I'm going to be refilming re a lot of the main course curriculum success path inside of Jazz Piano School, which is, our, which is the main curriculum I built um, which is an all sequential step-by-step -step map, road plan, steps for everything in jazz piano, right? So you can follow the steps and learn everything. And the, and the greatest thing about this is it's in a sequential order, meaning I built this to be stacked upon each other so that you're not moving and jumping around because I felt that really, um, it really held my playing back when I was learning, learning different bite, like pieces here and there. Um, from different levels that really was a roadblock for me and I see that in so many other students is that we start to gather all these keys to different doors and we have all the keys and they're cool and we know they unlock different doors but we don't know which key goes to which door and all these keys are like different bits of information around the internet right your one key is drop twos one key is your uh, altered scale one key is your you know um, solo piano arranging one key is your, you know, your fourth chords. One key is modal improv, right? And so you learn, you get all these different keys and you're like, all right, I have all these keys, but like, how do I put this all together? How, what, how, where do these keys go to? Like, what order should I use them in? And that's exactly why I built the main course curriculum. And as I go to refilm all of it, uh, I'm going to do a better job of showing and outlining the process of taking these educational tools that I've worked so hard on to condense and extract out of the, the world of jazz, right? This nebulous gray area of jazz and information that's out there so that I can present the tool to you, present the nugget, and then show you the process of taking that and really making it bloom, right? Planting the seed and letting it grow and bloom into you being able to freely use that tool in different ways, right? In your playing, in jazz, and having it sound amazing. So that was a long-winded kind of expel of my own critique, my own intention, but I want to present uh, as much transparency as possible as I always try and do and give you my goals, my intention about the education that I'll be releasing here in this in 2022 in the podcast, for the members area, for everything. And it's going to be exciting. I'm very excited. So uh, Sterling and I have been collaborating. We're going to be doing a lot of things. He's going to be doing a lot of stuff for the, um, the podcast, the members area. That's going to be really, really fun. He's going to be releasing a new uh, transcription analysis for all the members inside of Jazz Piano School. Um, 
and that's going to be awesome. We're going to do many more coaching things for the members, live streams for the members, and just just really ramping it up and getting it going. So I'm excited about that. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let him do his podcast right now because it's really, really awesome, and I love it. And he's amazing. He's getting his master's degree at Manhattan School of Music in New York City. If anyone's in New York, you want to go see him play. He's playing with the Manhattan School um, big band right now. And I'm sure he's got a lot of different gigs and things like that. I can keep you guys all posted on that. Fabulous, fabulous, incredible, brilliant player. And without, obviously, I'm so privileged and lucky to have him as part of the Jazz Piano School staff. So um, without further ado, let's dive right in. Here we go. Hey everybody, this is Sterling Koza here for jazzpianoschool.com. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. Uh, this is my this will be my first podcast in the new year, so it feels good to be back uh, sharing some tips with you all on jazz piano. Now, in the spirit of the new year, um, I like to always start fresh, and when I think about my practice routine, I'm always thinking about ways that I can improve it and uh, you know incorporate some new things, but also some fundamentals. And to me, the fundamentals, you know, lay the foundation for everything that I do on the keyboard. And I like to have things that I just practice every day. So today, the tip I have for you is practicing a blues a day. Now, why do we pick the blues? Well, the blues is essentially in all the music that we've played. And you may have heard me talk about this before in previous podcasts. But I like to play a blues every day because not only is it going to be different every day, maybe we heard something differently or we want to play a different melody or a different key, um, but also uh, the way that we're going to play it is going to be different. And I always encourage students to record themselves playing, which can be a little nerve-wracking at first, but uh, the more you do it, uh, the, the easier it gets, and I think it really can give you some good results. So... My challenge for you is to play a blues every day the moment you start your practice routine. And so I'm going to show you some ways that you can uh, develop this as a part of your routine and execute some skills to really get your uh, fundamentals down in as many keys as possible. So I'm going to start by picking a blues in the key of B flat, a very common key, and I'm using the tune Sunny Moon for Two. So here's how I'll play Sunny Moon for two today. Let's give it a try. So there are a particular set of voicings that I use on this tune, Sunny Moon for Two. And the ones that I want to show you first are root third seventh. And these are key to any time you're playing the blues, root third seventh are going to be your best friend. Um, so what we want to do is get familiar with these voicings in a couple of different keys first before we start to improvise. So this might be review for some people. Uh, and if it is, you can challenge yourself by playing these voicings in some more distant keys. Uh, first, we're going to start with B flat. So you can see I've got root third seventh. That's B flat, D, and A flat. If we go to our four chord, we've got E flat, G, and D flat. 
and then back to our one chord. For the second four bars, I like to include the four diminished chord, which would be E diminished seven. That's E natural, G, and D flat. Then back to one. For our last four bars, we've got the two, five, one, starting with C minor seven. That's C, E flat, B flat. And you got a couple options here. You can go up to F7 in root position, F, A, and E flat. Or uh, you could go to just F and A. Or if you want to go for a big stretch, which you may have seen me do before, you can go down to root 7th, 3rd. So you've, again, we've got three options for the 2-5-1. Option A. Option B. And option C. So you can decide which one for you uh, fits your hand the best. Everybody has different hand sizes. And which one is your favorite sound? Uh, that's the beauty of jazz piano. It doesn't have to be the same thing for everyone. It can be different depending on your own personal tastes. For me, I'm going to use option C because I really like this low bassy sound of the F, E flat, and A, something like Oscar Peterson would play. So I like that sound. So I'm going to use that voicing. Now let's try to transpose these voicings into the key of E flat. I'll use the same melody, Sunny Moon, for two. You might notice at the end there, I added a couple of extra chord changes, and this is where the blues a day principle really comes into full effect. If you're playing a blues every day the same way, it might get a little boring, right? Well, that could be a drawback, but also it encourages us to find new things. And you also might notice that I was playing different voicings in the key of E flat than I might have been in B flat. So. The beauty of trying the blues in other keys is it gets us out of our comfort zone and trying different things that we wouldn't otherwise play. So it can be challenging to learn new keys, but it can really pay off in the long run. Um, if we take a closer look at those last four bars, I added an extra chord. I added a six chord going into the two, five, one. So I went E flat seven, C seven, that's root third seventh, and then I think I played a, a two dominant, that same voicing from the key of B flat. So F7, B flat seven, and back to E flat. So that would be one, six, two, five, one in the key of E flat. Let's hear that with the melody. Yeah, so I think those dominant chords sound really good with the melody. Instead of just playing a minor two, I played a dominant two. 
So that's something you can always do in your accompaniment. You can change the qualities of the chords uh, to achieve a little bit of a different sound. So up until now, we've played Sunny Moon for two in the keys of B flat and E flat. Now, if I went to another day, uh, maybe I want to play uh, a different melody in a different key. Let's try a little improvisation this time. I'm going to play the key of F and use the tune Billy's Bounce. So let's work on a little improvisation and see what happens. Here's the melody. So there you have a little Billy's bounce in the key of F. Uh, I was going for a little more of a bebop sound at first because I was playing Billy's bounce. I believe that's a Charlie Parker tune. But towards the end, I started to hear a little more blues, and I decided to play the melody for Sunny Moon for Two. Just because you play one blues melody from the beginning uh, doesn't mean that you have to play it again at the end. So that's something you can do to change things up. But... Uh, I've practiced this tune a lot in the key of F, but what if I wanted to play it in a different key? I think I'll try it in the key of C. Let's see what happens. again.
All right, so it can be challenging to play these melodies in other keys, but that's something that's good to work on um, because it not only develops your ear, but you never know. Somebody might call Billy's Bounce in C, and then you can be ready. You can say, hey, guess what? I already know that. <laughs> so um, I hope this has given you some good tips on some ways that you can develop your blues playing in all keys. Uh, today I covered a couple of keys, but you know you want to make it to all 12, especially if you're you know familiar with these tunes in in those more, um, more keys with less flats and sharps. You know, like we did C, F, B flat, E flat. Um, you can challenge yourself by going around the circle of fifths and going to A flat, D flat, G flat, the key of B. Blues and B can be very challenging. So I hope that will get you going and keep you busy as we head into the new year. Happy practicing.